God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. From the writing of St. Paul to the church in Rome, in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, for the second week in a row, our scripture passages for worship are among the most important and most revealing in the Bible. Again, from last week, as Anglicans, we love to read the Bible in our corporate worship. It's pretty much how we spend the whole first half of our week, weekly worship together, is simply by reading scripture. And like last week, our gospel text today says a lot about who God is, what he does, and how we can respond. Last week, we read about Jesus and Nicodemus from John chapter 3. And today we read about Jesus and a Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Historically, these have been pretty well-known stories, but that may not be the case nowadays. So I'd really encourage us to sometime this week read John chapters 3 and 4. Read them slowly. Read them with a heart and a mind that explores what does this say about God? And what does this say about me? Again, from last week, we read about the personal exchange between Jesus and Nicodemus. And what we discussed was that Jesus gives life. He gives a new life and an eternal life. Today we see another personal encounter. This time, not with a teacher and a leader of Israel, but with a woman. With a woman, let's say delicately, with a very bad reputation. So from the start, what we can say about these two stories is that the new Christian life is about responding to that personal encounter with Jesus Christ. The new Christian life is about responding to the personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Like last week, there's, there's many things that we can say about Jesus and the Samaritan woman story. But for today, I'd like to focus on this. The incredible mercy of God. And I'd like for us to view mercy in the Hebrew sense, not necessarily in, in our own sense. Nowadays, mercy might be something to the point of just letting bygones be bygones. You know, someone has wronged you, but hey, forget about it. It's like it never happened. That's not mercy the way the Jews understood the word. That's not mercy according to biblical understandings. Mercy, rather, is, is a word that might be rendered as steadfast love. The incredible mercy of God is his steadfast love. So the first thing we can say about the mercy of God is that it is relentless. The mercy of God is coming for us. Maybe we've never thought about it this way, but the Bible is not a story of our quest for God. Instead, it's the story of God's quest for us. When it comes down to it, our quest for God really isn't all that interesting. It's not exactly earth-shattering. But what is incredibly interesting, what is world-changing, is that God is actually seeking us. 
the creator of all things in heaven and earth is after us, is longing for us. That's the grand picture of the Bible. And we see a small story of that in our gospel lesson today. Jesus, God in the flesh, goes into Samaria. We have to know what that signifies if we're going to appreciate that. Jesus is coming from Jerusalem in the south, and he's going to Galilee in the north, but first he goes into Samaria. That would be like walking, not driving, but walking from Waco, headed to Dallas, but stopping in Fort Worth. That's not exactly on the way. More importantly, though, Samaria and Judea in the south have been in a feud for at least 500 years. Pious Jews did not go into Samaria. Samaria was the land of the unclean and the half-breeds. But here's Jesus going into that land. He's reaching out. He's after the marginalized and the half-breeds. He's after the forgotten. His mercy is breaking through barriers. And not only that, but he's talking with a woman, which was unheard of for a rabbi to do publicly, and not just any woman, but a public sinner. It's not that Jesus doesn't care about all that. It's that he cares so much about that, that they have this wonderful encounter. Simply by going into Samaria, by talking with this woman, Jesus is showing that the mercy of God is relentless. Furthermore, God's mercy is divinizing. There's your fancy word for the day. Divinize means to make divine, to be godlike. You see, the mercy of God is more than just healing. It is healing, but it even goes beyond that. It draws us into the divine life. Last week, we discussed that Jesus gives us new life, and the new life is a participation of God's own life. Mercy, steadfast love, is an attribute of God's life in us. This was actually the plan all along, for God to share his own life with us. The prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus Christ, says to Israel, your builder wants to marry you. God, the the builder, speaks to the chosen people, I want to marry you. And what is marriage except that most intimate of relationships and the sharing of life together? God wants to marry us. This is what God finally wants to accomplish. God wants to share his life with us intimately. So Jesus is speaking to this Samaritan woman at a well. May not sound all that important, but the original hearers would have heard, would have understood this to be a marriage story. The great fathers of the faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, all of them found their brides at a well. So when Jesus is encountering this sinful woman at a well, his mercy is inviting her 
to marriage. Inviting her to the participation of the divine life. The sharing of that life is, is that constant daily exchange of giving and receiving. We participate in the divine life by showing mercy, just as God gives us his mercy. The mercy of God is relentless. It is divinizing, and therefore it is demanding. Unfortunately, there, there may be a tendency today to view love and mercy as positives and demanding as a negative opposite, as if you can have love and mercy but can't be demanding. If you love me, you accept me just the way I am and don't tell me what to do or who to be. That's not the biblical view. The witness of Scripture and the church is that, yes, Jesus meets us where we are and he loves us too much to let us stay there. This is a great story that illustrates that. Jesus meets this Samaritan, unclean, half-breed woman. He loves her. He shows her mercy and he invites her to change. For a good part of their conversation, it's, it's very pleasant. Jesus speaks to her. He speaks to her about, about living water, about never being thirsty again. She says, I, I want this water so I don't have to keep coming back here. And now the turn in the conversation. Jesus says, go, call your husband and come back. Well, she's had five husbands. And the guy she has now is not her husband. Jesus is being harsh here. He's revealing her sin, but not in a condemning way, but in a way that invites her to change. You see, the, the woman go, daily goes to the well at the worst part of the day, in, in the middle of the day, when, when no one else is there because she doesn't want to be part of that judgment and that shame. She's in this routine, in, in this habit of daily going to the well at the worst part, and it's, it's not a good routine. It's not a good habit. So Jesus wants her to get out of it. He loves her too much to keep her where she's at. The well itself represents our own sinful desires, our, our own sins. And like the woman, we all have some kind of well in our lives, some sinful desire, some sin that we go to in a desperate rhythm day after day after day. What Jesus says to us is that he will meet us there and invite us to get rid of that sinful rhythm we're in. The mercy of God demands change. So whatever well we may have in our lives, name it. Name it and ask God to get rid of it. Finally, God's mercy sends us on mission. The mercy of God is relentless in coming for us. It gives us divine life. It demands us a change for the good. And it commissions us to share it. We look at this Samaritan woman and we see that she left her water jar. She, she left her old sinful ways and she goes back into the town. She experienced the mercy of Jesus Christ and says to the people, hey, come see this incredible guy I just met. Could he be the Christ? As we said last week, once we have an encounter with Jesus, 
we are never the same again. For this Samaritan woman, she becomes among the first evangelists. Because of her, because of her, the people went out to meet Jesus and he stayed with them a couple days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Now, brothers and sisters, if the mercy of God really is good news, shouldn't we be sharing it? Shouldn't we be inviting people to experience it? As we continue onward and upward in this journey of Lent, let's respond to the mercy of God. This week, read through John chapters 3 and 4 again. Know that God meets you where you are and loves you too much to keep you there. So in response, think about one habitual sin, one, one well that you keep going back to and ask Jesus to get rid of it. And then let someone else know that the mercy of God is seeking them too. All for the glory of God, now and forever. Amen.